Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving people the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to have a great time talking with an entrepreneur, a small business owner, Someone who has literally pulled herself up by her bootstraps and become very successful at doing something that she absolutely positively loves. So please join me in welcoming Kelly McCausey to the program today. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Deb. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, this really is going to be so much fun. And and so let me tell people just a little bit about you before we jump in. And we're probably going to jump around a lot because you do lots of things. And so that's what's cool about this is, um, you know, being able to talk with somebody who has many different topics that they can talk about. Yeah. So Kelly is an instigator and a lover of communities. She built a business around shining a light on other people. Every good thing in business has come about because of incredible relationships built in a community online and in person. And that truly is what Kelly does. She helps make those connections, facilitate that, provide that super sweet sauce to to connect everybody. So again, Kelly, welcome to our program. Thank you. Well, you know, I mentioned that you you kind of, you know, brought yourself up from your bootstraps. Tell us a little bit about and and I'm asking this because you're big on people have to know your story before they yeah. can connect with you. And I've been loving getting emails from you telling me about your story. So let's share that with our listeners. Why are you doing today what you're doing? Wow. Oh, that's why am I doing it? Um People need people. <laughs> it's not uh, just a song. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, people, people need connection. Mm-hmm. They, they have, they have problems and needs and, mm-hmm. and concerns that can only be uh, made better by relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Finding answers. You know, there are so many incredible people on the earth who have expertise and, and specialties that can solve problems and meet needs. Mm -hmm. But if the people who have the problems and the needs don't know about them, then, you know, they're out there struggling. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm all about content marketing and community building. So I would love to be able to solve every problem on earth, Mm -hmm. you know, but I can't. Oh, so, so if I can help someone else, be found, mm-hmm. share content, develop a community, then I'm doing my part to help everybody get what they need. Right. You know, and, and I think this is so important because, you know, a small business owner, an entrepreneur often is in, say, their spare bedroom, their basement, you know, their kitchen table even, you know, and and, and we're trying to go it alone, you know, and, yeah. and we forget that there's so many people out there and, and we get caught up and, and, you know, we've got our little nose to the grindstone trying to do what it is that we want to do, you know, sell our widgets, sell our products, sell our service, whatever it is. And then we get stuck, you know, and, and we don't know what to do. And so many times I think people just give up, 
you know, or they figure I'm not going to do it at all. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, and we've talked on the program before about how it's very important that you have to have a financial advisor, that you need to have an attorney on occasion, you know, all these various things. But that's kind of the high level, almost as you start out type of thing. What you help people with are the things that they need day to day. You know, how do they make their business successful? So let's let, but let's really go back and, and talk about, you know, what were you doing? Why did you start this business? <laughs> well, way back um, in 2002, I was working Ooh, full time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a single mom. I was working full time. Mm-hmm. I loved my job. I was mm-hmm. managing the church office. Um it was flexible mm-hmm. for a single mom. Nice right. job, but it but it paid terrible. Right, right. You know, and, we love people who work in the church offices, but unfortunately, yeah. they're probably not going to make a lot of money. Yep. Uh, the several people suggested that I take my my design skills and start a business. Mm-hmm. So um, I was often helping people with a maybe a wedding invitation or a graduation announcement. So mm-hmm. I set up a website offering to, to help people with desktop publishing. Mm-hmm. And I, I never got a single client from that, oh. but I had a ton of people come mm-hmm. and, and ask, Hey, could you help me get a website like yours? Mm-hmm. And so I just shifted from desktop publishing to web publishing. Okay. And that brought me into the world of work-at-home moms. I, mm-hmm. the, the first person to really help me with my website was a work-at-home mom who owned a little hosting company. And uh, that led to some referrals, which brought me into some forums where a lot of, a lot of moms were hanging out. Mm-hmm. I was designing graphics and websites for people who were you know, building their work-at-home business. Mm-hmm. And it, it just opened my eyes to a huge world of mm-hmm. commerce happening on the internet. Uh, I never would have imagined back then that, you know, a year or so later I would be, um, you know, starting an internet radio show for work at home moms that mm-hmm. I would be paying off my debt that I would, you know, a few years later quitting my job. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it, I felt like it was a hobby. Right. And that it was just going to pay some bills, mm-hmm. and meet some needs. But uh, everything I did was so fun and created income. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it just changed my life. Well, and I think that's what happens frequently with an entrepreneur is we do think, oh, this is something fun. And, and for many, it is a hobby. You know, or something that they enjoy doing and they make a little extra money with it. And you know, so they do it evenings, they do it weekends. And then pretty soon that light comes on and they think, oh, maybe I should be able to do this full time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember. So I started in 2002. The radio show came at the end of 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of 2005, I, w- I was debt free. Mm-hmm. And now I didn't have monstrous debt. I, right. I had about maybe thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. in debt. But as a single mom, it felt pretty crushing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I so when I paid that off, the next month I'm looking at my checking account, going, "Where? There's a lot of money in there. Now what do I do? 
I because I was so focused on paying bills, I didn't realize what I was earning. Mm-hmm. And that was when I, I had that first little tickle, like, oh my gosh, if I'm doing this uh, nights and weekends, mm-hmm. what would what could be possible right. if I actually treated it like a business and. Mm-hmm. So I did. <laughs> well, and it's funny because that was what what happened with me. You know, I was I was doing I have a my company is Wise Women Communications mm-hmm. and it was an evening and weekend thing because it was really scary to think about quitting the the full-time job, but I had someone who told me you're treating it like it's a hobby. Therefore, it will never be more than a hobby. Yeah. And you know and and, and it was like that little light bulb kind of went and it, it didn't quite burst out, you know, but it did start, you know, that that really did resonate with me that you know, we I was doing something that I loved. And because I loved it, why didn't I think that it would be something that I could turn into a full time position? And, you know, it's it, it's difficult, especially when. You know, it's it's someone who is the full time breadwinner for the home, you know, and, yeah. and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I need to take whatever job I can take, you know, because yeah. I, I need to, to feed my family. I need to pay my bills. But, you know, and, and so you do you have, you know, there, there are so many people who do multiple things, multiple streams of income. Yeah. And that's where, you know, it gets a little confusing, too. But, you know, when you really do focus on this is what I should be doing at this point in time. Because things change, that's where you're really able to make a go of it and make it shine. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, and, and part of what you do is you really help others. I shouldn't say part of what you do. A major part of what you do is that you help others. So tell us about how you do that. Well, my focus is on content marketing and mm-hmm. community building. Okay. I, I say all the time you want to publish content you're proud of for a community you love. Okay. Say that again. We want to make sure people hear it. You want to publish content you're proud of for a community you love. The, um, my niche for, from when I launched that podcast uh, in 2003, until 2011, it, it was Work at Home Moms. I was mm-hmm. Work at Home Moms Talk mm-hmm. Radio. My membership site was Mom Masterminds. Um, that's when I launched Mom Webs, the hosting company. Mm-hmm. Everything I did was about moms because I, I really loved my fellow Work at Home Mom. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fight for them. I wanted to defend them from all the creepy, scum-sucking uh, scammers out there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to create content. I wanted to introduce them to smart people. I was just really driven by their by their needs, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what created the success. If you if you just focus on the people you love, meeting their needs, what make what do you want to defend them from? What do you want to help them find? What keeps them up at night? And you just create lots of content that speaks to those needs. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have an impact. And um, and now my niche. My son grew up, so they, <laughs> they don't stay little forever, but, it, you know, he finally grew up, moved out of the house, and mm-hmm. I realized work-at-home moms, uh, as I started to travel and do more, I felt like I was a little less relevant to my market, mm-hmm. and I did shift away from work-at-home moms to, to more, you know, internet entrepreneur right. types. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I still feel the same way. I think mm-hmm. about what they what they need and, and what what makes me mad and what I want to defend them from. And mm-hmm. um, so I when I work with my clients. I help them zone in on the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. what? who is it that you love? What's mm-hmm. this community that you want to serve? Let's think about who they are and what do they need. Um, so this is about identifying target market, developing that client avatar, mm-hmm. and and then getting getting into the nitty-gritty of, of what do they need, um, what do you want to defend them from, what problems do you want to solve, what keeps them up at night. And how can we develop content around that? Right. You know, and I love that you mentioned the word fine tune because so many people, especially when they're first starting out, everyone is their potential client. Yeah. No. Yep. <laughs> and you know, and and part of that is because we all think, oh my gosh, I need to make money. I want to make money. I want to help people. So why shouldn't I want to help everyone? Well, you know, Starbucks knows who Starbucks client is. It's funny. I'm, I'm yeah. drinking Starbucks right now. Walmart yeah. knows whose Walmart client is. You know, Nordstrom's, you know, all of these these brands, they know who their clients are. And and that's who they target. You know, they don't go after people who really aren't going to buy their product or service. And that's that's a very hard thing to do is to really figure out, okay, this is my niche. You know, and, and, and it is hard because we do want to help people. We want to help as many people as we can, you know, both because we want to be altruistic and hello, yes, because we want to make money, but it's very hard to limit yourself. So when somebody tells you, well, Kelly, I can sell my product to anyone, <laughs> what do you tell them? Well, if you try to, you're not going to sell anything. Mm hmm. Because you're not going to resonate and create a relationship with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know to to successfully content market these days, we have to be writing to somebody specific. Right. We have to be speaking someone's language. Mm-hmm. And so when when my market was work at home moms, I I only ever spoke to moms. I right. only ever referenced the life balance issues of the mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of other people would say, well, I don't want to leave anybody out. They would say the same, the same person trying to do the same thing. I would say, I know you're a work at home mom and you don't want to be uh, stuck to the computer hearing mom, 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 right. 15 mm-hmm. times while you're trying to get something done. And, and someone else would say, um, I know you're a mom or a dad or a grandma, or maybe you're just an aunt who loves kids, mm-hmm. or maybe you're a dog mommy, whatever. And it's like, you lost mom. Mm-hmm. You, you're not talking to anybody now. You're talking right. to everybody, so you're not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. And your message might resonate with those other people, but it wouldn't matter if it didn't. Right. I got male clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I my my specialty for a long time was helping people start a podcast back in the day. Right. And I had lots of clients who were not moms because, mm-hmm. you know, they just wanted my expertise. They could mm-hmm. care less who I said my target market was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't matter how many men threw money at me. I would you would never in, you know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes, 
you would never have heard me say moms and everybody else. Right. Um, I stay really, really focused. Mm -hmm. And my target market isn't as easy to declare today, um, but it still exists. It's, mm -hmm. it's a little fuzzier to describe, but it's, but it's as the resonate, my message resonates with the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's what, you know, I've, I've said that's what is hard for people to determine is, you know, who, who is that? So when you're working with someone, you know, what steps do you take them through to get from the everybody to, oh my gosh, this really is who I need to be speaking to? So who do you love? Who do you, you know, who, who do you love? What makes you mad mm -hmm. um, when you think about their needs? Because there's almost always something that makes you mad mm -hmm. um, in any target market. Um, like, for example, I had a client that was a um, uh, essential oils expert. Mm -hmm. And I said, what makes you mad um, in the essential oils world? Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like, oh, this and this and this, you know. And as she would talk about it, I realized, you know, her target market um, is, is the... Uh, the holistic focused person who wants the most natural uh, ingredients and um, you know, they're not mm -hmm. the trendy essential oil person. Right. You know, we just got clearer and clearer the more she talked about, about things. So who do you mm -hmm. love? Why do you love them? What makes you mad? What do you want to defend them from? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what problems do they have? You know, what advice do you want to give? Sometimes, this, and this is what gets challenging, sometimes it's easy to declare target market. Like it's like work-at-home moms right. or uh, people who own Pomeranians mm -hmm. or, or um, you know, people who, who do pottery. You can get really specific. It, it's sometimes, though, it's not about, perfectly defining a group of people mm -hmm. it's more about perfectly defining your message right and then that message attracts the perfect target market mm -hmm. you know and as you were talking about that i was thinking you pretty much have to be part of that target market. Um, yeah. For example, I'm not a stay-at-home mom. We don't have kids. We have fur babies. It was funny you mentioned, you mentioned yeah. dogs. But I cannot relate to the issues that a stay-at-home mom might have. You know, uh, the, the kid who's homesick that day. Or you've, you you know, the, the kid that came to you the night before and said, Mom, I'm supposed to have 12 dozen cookies for school tomorrow. Yep. Um, you know, and, and all I, I can't relate to it. Might I have some thoughts about it? Sure. But they're based in simply anecdotal, um, you know, yep. and, and so if I were to try to give them advice you know, <laughs> and they knew that I didn't have kids, they're just going to go, excuse me. Yep. Um, you know, and I remember I actually had that happen one time, you know, I now I wasn't trying to give somebody advice, but they told me they, they literally said, you have never been a parent, so you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
And, you know, it was like, but I be I was a kid once, you know, and all those various things. But they had a really big point, um, you know, and, and it's very easy to be on the outside looking in, yeah. um, you know, and, and so it would be just like, you know, if, if I were trying to coach people on what to do with million dollars of investment money. Now it would be nice if I had a million dollars that I had invested. So I, you know, had that. But, but yeah, you know, they're going to look at me and go, well, wait a minute. You've not experienced that. How can you talk to me about it? And so I think that's the thing that people really need to focus on. Is it something that is in your realm of experience? Yep. Totally. You know, and, and I think that's where we see businesses fail is they do pick, you know, something and, you know, granted there we're talking about some really specific things and, and mainly services. But, you know, it's if, you know, say you're selling office products or something like that, that's that is something very different. Life insurance, you know, landscaping, your restaurant, whatever things like that is very different. Um, but when you're really trying to build that community, you do have to be very experienced in it. Yep. They, uh, the, the word authenticity is, is become a little bit of a bore, but that people, if they're going to be in community, community with you, mm-hmm. uh, then they have to feel like there's an authentic basis for that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we have in common and why do we understand each other? Right. When, when my target market was the work at home mom, if I recommended something, it, there was an understanding that that um, there was a few foundational important issues among work at home moms that time is precious, mm-hmm. money is precious. Right, money and time I give to my business, I cannot give to my kids, my baby, my husband, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Money I spend investing on my business is not money that can be spent on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. So if I recommend something to you, if I say this is worth fifty bucks. They know I've said this is worth more than $50 in the vacation fund. Mm -hmm. If I say it's going to take you seven hours to set this up, they know I'm saying this is a more valuable way to invest seven hours than in playing Play-Doh with the kids. Right. You know, so... And it's funny because that is so true, especially with the celebrity spokespeople, right? You know, we they, they're on TV, they do a commercial, and we look at them and think, yeah, right. Like, you're going to drive that type of car. You make a bazillion dollars every day. <laughs> or, you know, you're going to use that type of weight loss program or, you know, all those various things. It's like, no, uh-uh. You know, you, you don't. That's not you. And, and it's funny. I remember, And I don't know why I thought of this, the um, uh, Lincoln commercials with Matthew McConaughey. I don't yeah. like those commercials. They're just weird. But in them, he actually says, I drive a Lincoln. Now, does he? Who knows? But if he didn't and that got found out and was out there, you know, out in the, the social media world is probably where it would go. He would lose every scrap of of uh, sales you know, ability to sell those cars, yeah. um, especially because he said, I do this. And I think that is one of those things, you know, when I look at those celebrities and they say, I use this weight loss program, I do that, I do that. And I'm thinking, no, they don't then it doesn't matter to me what they say. You know, yep. I'm, I'm not going to buy it or I'm not going to take their advice. Yep. Authenticity is huge. You know, mm-hmm. I there's being in um, 
being a business coach and, and creating resources for people to buy, um, you know, if my income is not based just on the time I spend coaching or mm-hmm. the, the product I sell, I earn a lot of income from mm-hmm. affiliate products. Right. Um, but if I'm going to recommend it, it has to come from an, a place of where I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Right. You know, so um, I can't recommend things I don't use. Right. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I, you know, if, if I have a guest on who is an author and I have a link to Amazon to buy their book, I have read the book. Now, part of it is I read the book before I do the interview, you know, because how could I interview them if I haven't read their book? Yeah. But I'm not going to say, hey, Kelly, go read this book by so-and-so if I've never read it. Yeah. You know, and and, so, and and you're right. It is part of that whole authenticity thing. So typically what I do, maybe they've written multiple books. I only link to that one book unless it's something, you know, it's, it's funny. I had a guest on one time who has done hundreds of ebooks. I mean, literally hundreds of ebooks, little short, quick snippet type of ebooks. Have I read them all? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, him, I'm comfortable saying, hey, this is great stuff. But, yeah, for the most part, if I have not read it, I'm not going to suggest to someone else that they read it. Yeah. Well, because your credibility is is important. You value mm-hmm. the influence that you have with your right. community. Uh, some people don't. No. And, you know, and, and that's OK. That's their business model, maybe is the is the easiest way to put that. Or they, you're right, you know, they just don't care. They're like, oh, okay, you know, well, I, I told you to, to go to XYZ and they're not good. Well, okay, whatever. Um, you know, and, and uh, but it, it comes back to then the next time I'm either not going to ask them for their opinion, their advice, whatever, or I'll really filter it. It's like, ugh, you know, and it, it's like the person that says, hey, I've heard this is a great restaurant and you go there and the food is horrible. Well, then the next time I'm going to think, well, maybe I'm not going to go where they suggest. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but, but great. Well, you know, part of, you know, we've mentioned several times that, that you really like to give people tools to help them succeed. And so you've got this great, um, it's a, a, f- a little free e-resource on your website. And, and we need to mention your love site. It's lovepeoplemakemoney.com. So it's simple as that, lovepeoplemakemoney.com. And you've got brandable content bundle resources. So first of all, what is brandable content? Uh, have you ever heard of the term private label rights? Mm-hmm. But tell our readers, our, our readers, our listeners about it. Yeah. So uh, private label rights content or what I call brandable content mm-hmm. is content that has been developed by a, a content marketing expert, a subject matter expert. Okay. They've written maybe it's a set of blog posts or articles or a small report or a full ebook or even a whole workshop mm-hmm. course with a guide and checklists and a slide deck and and all of that they've developed the content and mm-hmm. then they offer it to you okay. they offer you private label rights which means you can give them some money mm-hmm. right because you, otherwise it's not worth it for them yeah you know it's it's a product that they're selling yep and they give you the permission to private label the content which means you can edit it to mm-hmm. reflect your own opinions, add your own stories. You can change the titles. You can um, 
put your own name on it, put your own brand on it, design mm-hmm. it to really speak to your target market, and then publish it. Okay. So um, brandable content is like... It's the ultimate easy button. Right. It's well and why right get my tongue tangled up here. Why reinvent the wheel if you can get it from someone else? And and folks, we're talking doing this legitimately, not going and finding yep. it and saying, Ooh, I'm just gonna put my name on it. No. <laughs> yeah. Do this the proper way. There so a favorite a favorite example of using PLR brandable content in a business, um, I have a I have a client. I can't tell you who she is because she's famous, but she she has a huge community, mm-hmm. huge reach, huge expertise in the realm of communication. Okay. And so she can speak for forever and a day about communicating and her and her people will pay her for that. Um, but then they'll they'll say, hey, um, how do I communicate on Pinterest? Right. And and my client would say, well, you know what? That's not really something I have deep magic knowledge of, mm-hmm. but I have secured the rights to expert written Pinterest content. Ooh. And so here, um, here's a course that, that I have vetted mm-hmm. and, and added my own opinions to, and uh, she then she can use that as a gift to her membership people or she can sell it or it can be an opt-in gift. Mm-hmm. She is an expert in her own right. She has a community. She has reach. Right. But for her to stop and become an expert on every way to communicate on the Internet mm-hmm. is silly. Right. It would be a terrible waste of her time. Mm-hmm. So brandable content lets her equip her community with these specific tools. Mm-hmm. Under her brand, uh, without having to go develop it herself. Right. You know, and and I love this concept. And I'll be honest, I had never I'd heard of it with, say, a true product. Um, we, in fact, I interviewed someone who sells um, products on Amazon, and that's what he does. His products are a private label brand. Yeah. And you know, and and, and you know, it's it's as simple as wherever they are made. You know, he pays them X number of dollars, and wham, they slap his logo on it, and then he sells it as it's his product. Yeah. So I'd heard of that, but I I I had never heard of doing this, and so this really fascinates me. I'm I'm really glad that I uh, you know opened up the link to it because you've got lots of great resources here and again folks this is perfect because it's information that you need to make your business successful but you either a don't have the knowledge to to be able to do it or b don't have the time and so why not go to a, a resource like this and get this information that then you can share out to your communities yeah uh i'm i had a chiropractic appointment this morning and um my chiropractor has brochures out in the off in the office on mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing. He didn't write those brochures. Right. He ordered them from a company mm-hmm. that gave him permission to put his logo on it. Right. And it's the same idea. Doctors mm-hmm. do it. Every you know, all kinds of professionals do it. They they private label the right to distribute special content. Mm-hmm. We can too, whatever our niche is. Right. Well, and, you know, the, places like Vistaprint have made their money in doing templates. 
Yeah. Where you just, you know, say it's a business card or brochure, as you mentioned, you know, you plunk your content in and whoof, it's done. Yep. Um, you know, and, and again, why take the, you know, why have to think, oh, I have to design this, you know, or WordPress. Great example. I mean, you know, all of my sites are built on WordPress, WordPress templates. Yeah. That way I don't have to be a coder. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it, the, I love that you have this resource for true content. Yep. I, you know, I meant, mentioned at the beginning, you know, I, I'm really devoted to helping people develop their content marketing and build communities because people need people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I've been doing this for a long time. I understand internet marketing really well. I under, I teach content marketing. I teach, uh, the foundational getting started with a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but my target market, um, people are going to want to work with me if they have, if they have an authority, if they're an authority, if they have an area of, area of expertise mm-hmm. and they want to um, build it out and, and develop multiple streams of income that mm-hmm. that's they're they're perfect to work for me if that's what they want. Right. Um, but my information is of value to other people. I'm just mm-hmm. not reaching those people. Right. So I realized that that some of these courses I've developed that I can be of service to others by giving them an option to buy the private label rights mm-hmm. so that they can take it and serve it to their target market, right. the people I can't reach. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I... I was part of the PLR community way back in 2006. Mm-hmm. And after about a year in the business, I actually got out of it because mm-hmm. somebody, a big, well-known internet marketer bought some of my content and used it and was making a bunch of money with it. And it annoyed mm-hmm. me. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I can't stand it that mm-hmm. that these people are paying him and learning and that and it's my advice. Right, right. And I, I just kind of had a meltdown about it and, and decided I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, over the last, you know, 10 years or so, I've become a little less attached <laughs> to, to uh, you know, it having to be mine, mine, mine. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, I, I re-entered that sphere a few years ago. And I love, I love that my experience and perspective gets to benefit more people because it's being passed through other experts mm-hmm. and uh, I really well, and, really love and it of course the the key is for someone who buys it is to really personalize it yeah um, you know and and it's funny if I you know I mentioned Vistaprint before if I get somebody's business card that is clearly a Vistaprint design um, because I've seen it four or five times. I'm like, you know, it wouldn't have taken you that much to change, say, the colors on it. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. Make it your own. And and it comes back to what you were saying before. It's all about being authentic. Do you want to be the copycat or do you want to make it something that is yours? And, you know, and, and again, this is content that you have the ability and the authorization to make yours. Yeah. So, you know, it, that's that's what I love about this. And and it really was I honest, I had I had never heard of this. And, and it really does fascinate me. I'm going to have to research this more. I I wish I could say there's PLR for every single niche out there. But like if you're in the business of, um, you know, teaching people how to ride llamas, I don't. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Know if you're going to find Me. PLR for that. <laughs> but there's so much PLR built around business building and self-help mm-hmm. and health and wellness. Right. Um, finance. There's some good financial PLR out there. Um, I love the one you've got here for, for kitchen bloggers. Yeah. You know, a recipe is a recipe is a recipe. I mean, you know, there's you can you can put a little spin on your own recipes, but, you know, it, it, it's you've got a great resource here if you're somebody who's a food blogger or something like that there's resources here for recipes that already exist the that package that you got it actually gives you a way to go try all of these for free they're coupon mm-hmm. codes right to go pick something you like for free or there's a code for claiming a specific product for free. I wanted to give people a way to try a bunch of different resources Mm -hmm. that I approve of. And the kitchen bloggers, Trish Lindemood, she, every single item in the, her packages, she has prepared it Uh and, and photographed it herself. I love it. If you're a food blogger, lifestyle blogger, you know, mom blogger, whatever, you know, uh, you'd you'd love to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like prepare everything you share. But, you know, she she does it beautifully Mm -hmm. um, and it saves people so much time. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and as you mentioned, there's not a resource for everybody. Um, but there's general resources, you know, there's marketing tips, there's yep. things that, that you can easily do. And especially in this day and age of social media, where we're told share content, share content, share content. And after a week, you're thinking, well, I have nothing left to share. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing to share someone else's content and that's good. You know, it's, it's okay to link to say an entrepreneur article or, um, you know, a, a blog post that somebody else wrote or somebody else's podcast things like that. But it really is good if you can have your own content out there. Um, yeah. You know, and, and big businesses do it, uh, you know, especially big businesses that have, say, franchisees. You know, they write the information for you and then you put your address, you put, you know, your tip of the week or whatever it is, and then you send it out. Um, I was working with a, a realtor who had some absolutely fabulous content that was written by the bigger realtor office, you know, she was one of these that was a a little part of something. And it was fabulous tips. You know, it was it was, you know, how to stage your home, how to do refinancing, what, you know, all these various articles that had been written. And she didn't have the time or the ability to write those. But she was able to share them like she had. And and it was it was just fabulous. Yep. I love um I work with a lot of people on on creating an implementation plan for the PLR that they buy. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I have it, what what are my steps? How can I make right. it my own and mm-hmm. and uh, you know take the easy button and and keep it easy if at all possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my my tips for for people the the very minimum that you want to tweak about PLR is to uh, change the title. Um, yes, you don't want somebody Googling it and finding five yep. other ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, add references to your target market, your community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell a personal story, and, and it doesn't have to be long. Mm-hmm. Remove things you disagree with, because that right. can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then add an about the author page. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm talking kind of about like a small report or ebook right. here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, add your logo to it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a long drawn out process to tweak it and make it your own. Mm-hmm. I always tell people I use PLR, but I bet you can't find it. Right. Because you have personalized it so much that it's 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 yours. Yeah. Yep. And or or I, well, I personalized it. I put my own brand on it. I might just I might just change the format. Like mm-hmm. I'll buy a PLR report, scan through it and then record it. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, I publish it as a video. Mm-hmm. So you'd never know. Right. You know, you can't compare it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's natural when you're recording something like that to riff on the subject and include mm-hmm. your own ideas and right. pass over what you wouldn't what wouldn't sound right coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you could use a transcription service and turn it into blog posts, um, you know, shorten it and turn it into Facebook posts, tweets, all these various things. Yep. And, you know, so you took somebody else's content Made it your own, and wham, you've got tons of information. Yep. Absolutely. I, I love that. Well, speaking of love, <laughs> one of the, the next things that, that I wanted to talk about that, that you really enjoy doing, and this is, it, it's kind of one of those things that as, you know, stay-at-home business people, we tend to get caught up in as we stay at home. You know, we, we just, we work, we work, we work. We, we might connect with people online. Maybe we go to a networking event here or there, but you do big events. And so talk to us about some of the big events. And, and first of all, why did you decide to start doing some events? It seemed like the natural extension of, of being an online community builder. Okay. Um, I, I went to my first event in 2009 Mm-hmm. I, you know, I did my business at home for seven years without ever having met anybody in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some friends of mine were going to an event in Atlanta hosted by David Perdue. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went and I, I just, I fell in love with mm-hmm. the in-person experiences and, and walked away with some really fun uh, joint venture possibilities. Mm-hmm. A bunch of guests for my podcast and, and things like that. Uh, so I returned and I became an instructor there. I spoke at several of his events. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and spoke at some other events. Uh, Dennis Becker in Las Vegas had an, an event. And it was when I attended his event that uh, people had been asking me for a couple of years when I would do an event. Mm-hmm. But I looked at David. His was a big event with multiple tracks. And I said, no, no, that's not me. That's mm-hmm. way too much work. Right. And um, But I went to Dennis's event, and it was a single track event with like 50, 60 people. Mm-hmm. And I said, I could do this. Mm-hmm. This looks fun. And so I let friends uh, go ahead and dare me into it. Um, I, I treated my first event like an experience, mm-hmm. uh, an experiment, ex- uh, exposure and same profit. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> exposure and profit is the same is the name of the event. Mm-hmm. I did it in Toronto because I had a pretty good foundation of of online members there that I knew would come. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I created an event that was around content marketing and community building with um, that it was introvert friendly. I took all the things I don't like about. Um, events and took those things out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I had such a good time. Mm -hmm. As much as I've enjoyed creating space online for people to come into community, get to know each other and and grow, Mm -hmm. seeing it in person was intoxicating. I bet. Uh, I don't speak at my own events. Mm -hmm. I'll be doing Exposure and Profit 5 Mm -hmm. this August in Atlanta. I do not speak. I host it. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm introducing the speakers, but I just create a space, put other people who I think are amazing up on the stage and, and then just watch the magic happen. Mm-hmm. And man, I love it. You know, and uh, you do obviously big events, um, you know, and, and you're traveling because you're in Michigan and you're coming down. I don't know if you know, I'm here in Atlanta. So that was part of why I was looking at this um, because oh, we could be in person. Yeah. What a concept. Um, and but, you know, the same thing goes in your town, you know, where wherever you, the listener is, you know, maybe you can bring together some business people that have some great topics. I was just at a, a meeting this morning where we were talking about panels of business experts you know you have a marketing person you have a legal person you know all of these various things that you know we it it, it is about building and sharing that community like you were saying before because we do think we're alone you know and and you know show of hands out there from our listeners how many people really get caught up in the I'm alone and I never go out I mean you you did that for years yeah. holy schmoly now I'm I am Miss Social Butterfly um you know if you can't tell that already <laughs> and my listeners know I am Miss Social Butterfly so I am out networking I'm out doing things but there will also be times where I will go for a week without stepping out and doing any outside business events um you know and and the tricky thing though folks is it's got to be a relevant business event don't go just to go um and that's the hard part because it's your time and and it might be your money you know if if you're having to uh, uh pay a ticket you know things like that so think of what's going to be good and, you know, and, and go to the ones that match what you need, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and that gets hard because we have people who say, oh, my gosh, this is a great event. You should come to it. Eh, maybe, maybe not, um, you know, and, and all of those things. And, and, and you do have to limit, you know, and, and figure out what's important to you and what's not. I very rarely do evening events for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, I just I just don't like evening events. That's my family time. You know, I you know, all these various things. And and I really don't like to do weekend events either for the same reason. You know, I have my my office hours and that's when I work. Now, is it really? No. You know, I'm checking email Saturday night at 10 o'clock. I'm reading a business book, you know, Sunday morning, you know, all these various things. But it's it's something that as a small business owner, you kind of have to set those boundaries, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and figure out even the hours that you're going to work. I've talked about this before with my listeners, the fact that I pretty much have an eight to five business, um, you know, and, and am I working other hours? Obviously, but I'm not really responding to clients outside of those hours, unless it's an emergency, you know, and and those things happen. Or it's a quick, fast, hey, I'll get to this in the morning type of thing. When I'm on vacation, I am on vacation, you know, and, and 
otherwise, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, we can drive ourselves into the ground very quickly. You know, when I, I always laugh. I tell you know, my, my guests frequently that I, you know, we all work 28 hours a day. And it seems like that sometimes, right? Because we're, we're wanting to get, you know, it's, it's like we were saying, we want to be helpful. We want to serve people, all these various things. And so you have to kind of put some boundaries around that. Yep. Definitely. You know, and, and it is hard because we don't, you know, it's just like we, we don't want to limit ourselves with our, our, you know, best client. We also don't want to limit ourselves with our meetings. Um, you know, when I first moved down here to Atlanta, I was going to lots of meetings. I mean, like four or five a week. Now, that's a lot of time that I was driving. That was a lot of money that I was spending to go. And was I meeting the right people? No. You know, now part of it was just getting out there and meeting people, being in a new area. So, you know, there there was definitely that. But, um, you know, it, it has to be a good fit. When I was in Colorado, I absolutely loved the Women's Chamber, the Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce. Fabulous organization. And, you know, and, and the reason I liked it was they always had very, very good speakers. Did I get a lot of business from it? Not so much. But I liked the speakers. So for me, that was the trade-off. Yeah. When uh, when I think about the events that I, that I want to attend, there mm-hmm. I want to attend my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, David doesn't do NAMS anymore. Uh, I know. The last NAMS was what, last year? Two years. Or two years ago. Yeah. yeah. If he, uh, I actually saw him whisper something in his group just today about maybe oh. doing something. I don't know what it'll look like, but mm-hmm. if he does something, I'll be there because it's one of my, you know, I love the mm-hmm. people for that. I know I'm going to learn something, but I also know I'm just going to connect with cool people that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to attend something new. Like last year I, I went to converted mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. Um, I want to go I want to do something retreat oriented. Mm -hmm. I have a retreat in Houston um, with my business coach next month. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like a little comfort food Mm -hmm. in my events. I like a little something new and challenging and, Mm -hmm. and I, and I want to try something like having, you know, an adventure. Right. You know, and, and it is a great way, as you said, to make connections, to meet people, you know, all these various things. And we can do that online. You know, and, and that is the cool thing about what has happened now with technology is we can have these groups, you know, whether it's a Facebook group, you know, uh, um, you know, we used to, we used, you know, the online gaming is actually an example of things like that, where you're getting together online with people that have similar interests. Yeah. And and the really cool thing now is we can do that worldwide. Um, you know, and and so we can connect with people anywhere around the world, but to be honest, we still need that face to face. You know, maybe it is that we're doing Skype, we're doing Zoom, we're doing whatever, but we as entrepreneurs, as small business owners can't just sit at our little desks and go typey 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 typey. Yep. We still ha- we're social animals. I mean, that's the way we are built. Clearly, some people absolutely love going to events. You mentioned your, your comfort zone of events. I mean, there are some events that, that I I don't go to just because I don't like them. Yeah, I mentioned evening events. Don't like them. Um, you know, I, I don't like going to events where they're going to make me turn to the person next to me and massage their shoulders. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, that's not one of those things that I like either. And it's funny. I've had discussions online about things like that. 
But, you know, find those. And we mentioned NAMS, um, you know, and, and it's I, I kind of fell into attending NAMS. And oh, what is what's NAMS stand for? I'm drawing a blank at the moment. Uh, novice to Advanced Marketing. Yes. And, you know, it's it's a community of people. Um, a, a WordCamp is probably a, a great example of something like that where, you know, it's it's people who have similar interests who actually are getting together. Maybe it's a meetup. Maybe it's a small thing or, or something big. So my, my point in all of this is if you're a stay at home mom, stay at home business owner, you know, all these various things, <coughs> excuse me. See if you can find those in your community. You know, don't just sit at your computer you know, or whatever it is, you know, maybe you're, you're making something, all these various things, get out there and meet people. Um, you know, maybe it's just one day a month, whatever, get out there and build that community. Totally agree. I, there's a, there's a new meetup in my area that I'm actually, I punked out last Thursday. I will go this, I will go this next month. Mm -hmm. Um, the weather kind of, Beat, oh, yeah. Beat, Here in Michigan. Yeah. So, the weather cow. beat me back and yeah. I was feeling too puny. Mm -hmm. But um, I've never I tried a local meetup once and mm -hmm. my my virtual assistant and I went and we we kind of ducked out early. We were, we we got such giggles out of it. It was just such a little spam fest. Oh, dear. Um, you know, and I get it that that's why some people are heading out to network because they want to tell people what they do and sell them something. Right. And that's just never my agenda when mm -hmm. I'm out there meeting people. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this one. They meet at a little microbrewery. Mm -hmm. And um, for, it seems like it's a just a great cross-section of people in different kind of businesses. Mm -hmm. And I just, well, to me, if I could find, I have friends all over the world who get me. If I could mm -hmm. find someone in my own neighborhood who gets me. <laughs> that I could have lunch with once in a while. Right. Man, that would be gold. Right. You know, and maybe it just needs to be a virtual lunch. You know, you're doing Skype and, and you're sitting there eating, um, yep. you know, and, 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 you know, one of the things you mentioned, you know, and, and we've talked about is, is making sure it's a good fit, you know, but plan what you're going to the meeting for. You know, that's the other, don't just go, you know, think about what am I doing? And it's funny, I've shared this with my listeners before. I was at a, a big event. I mean, it was a, a huge event and it was just for networking. So no speaker, nothing like that in Denver one time. And I was standing there with a group of friends because, of course, that's what you do. You you know, you're there to network, but you go hang out with your friends. Um, and, you know, and, and so we were there and this woman rushes up to us and literally thrusts her business card in our hand and races off. And one of us was like, wait, 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 come back here, come back here. And she did. And we said, what the heck? <laughs> and she said, oh, I bet my husband that I could give away all my new business cards at this event. And she turned around and left. And we, of course, turned around and threw her business card away. Yeah. You know, they, and so did she meet her goal of giving away her business cards? Probably. But she got absolutely nothing out of it because she didn't even take the time to say, hi, you know, my name is... Are you enjoying the event? You know, all those various things that, that we've learned to do at networking. And so my guess is she was very new at it, you know, yeah. and, and just really didn't understand that was what you were supposed to do. But, you know, think about those things. And for people who it's difficult to attend events, I mean, you know, because it, it is for some people. I mean, it's just very hard. And, you know, as, as extrovert as I am, there are times where I'm thinking, I don't want to go in that room. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just not feeling it today. 
get some books on you know how to do small talk research things in advance all these various things and it will definitely help you but you know it's it's it is important to get out there and and meet your peeps yeah you know one of the reasons i think people resist attending events is that they afraid that they're going to be sold to mm-hmm. that they're going to get pitched hard and right. you know my approach to loving people and making money is to love on them first mm-hmm. uh, provide content that's of service and value that makes them want to come back for more. If I provide you with enough content that you find useful, then when you need a coach, you're going to just going to come ask me. Mm-hmm. There's like, I, I might, if we're having a conversation, say, I would love to coach you. Your, your business mm-hmm. sounds exciting, but that would be it. That's like the sum right. total of my pitch. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, I just don't chase people. Mm-hmm. If my content is meeting a need, they're mm-hmm. going to chase me. Right. And, and so my events are very laid back. There's, there's, it's not a pitch fest. There's, I ask my speakers, do tell us how to learn more from you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's not an infomercial. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you're not walking in there like, you know, you've got to hide behind your laptop and not meet mm-hmm. their eyes because they might. Right. Oh, I know. Them. We've all done that, right? You were looking for my phone, you know, yep. and texting the dog just yep. because I'm, you know, I'm not wanting to make eye contact. I don't host events to make money. And that sounds crazy. And my business coach, if she heard that will cringe, but I host events to create a space for my community. I host events with the goal of not losing money. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. You need to pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, it's not to sell. Mm -hmm. I don't make a big pitch. I don't chase people down. I, I, I don't need it. I don't, you know, and goodness, Mm -hmm. who wants a coach that needs to chase people anyway? Right. You know, and and you mentioned something and and we're going to wrap up with that. And it comes back to what we've we've been saying all along. It's about providing that great content. Yeah. You know, if you have convinced people with the content that you're providing that you are a good resource to work with or at least to ask, you know, information from all those various things then that will sell itself. Yep. You know, hitting them over the head and saying, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, doesn't work. You know, we, we don't have snake oil salesmen. It's funny, I, I joked one time about used car salesmen when I was giving a presentation and this guy in the front row says, I'm a used car salesman. I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it's all about providing that content so that they know that you know what you're talking about and you're a great resource. Yeah. So Kelly, this really has been absolutely fabulous, and I, I, you know, we definitely must, you know, I'm, I'm going to put this out that you and I have to keep in touch because I hope to see you at one of your events down here in Atlanta. But until then, tell people how they connect with you and and get these great resources from you. Well, if you go to lovepeoplemakemoney.com, you're going to be offered the brandable content bundle right up front. It's just it's and it's. It's five pages, folks. This is not scary, and it's free. Yep, it's totally free. Just drop your name and email in there, and it's a PDF with links and coupon codes to go claim free samples of private label rights content. And you know, so try things out, and the and the resources that you enjoy, uh, you'll you'll find ways to use. And if there's something that just doesn't ring your bell, then move on. Right, right. Well, Kelly, this has been absolutely delightful. And again, her website is lovepeoplemakemoney.com. 
money.com. Very simple. Lovepeoplemakemoney.com. She's got all of her ways to connect with her on social media there. And so I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Kelly McCausley. And until next week, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.